Hi everyone, Ben Eisner here. Welcome to another episode of Knitted Heart, where I talk with endlessly curious masters of their craft about their passions, professions, and their shared hope to bring unity, reconciliation, and a reframing of public discourse through their work. My guest today is founder and CEO of Punk Design, Petter Nebbe. Punkt is a minimalist device company headquartered in Switzerland. Petter founded Punkt to offer a viable alternative for those feeling overwhelmed by advanced technologies that have pervaded modern lifestyles. Punkt is about using technology to help us adopt good habits for less distracted lives. I am a passionate owner of Punkt's mobile phone, the MPO2, and since incorporating it into my daily life, my relationships are deeper, my imagination is broader, and my productivity and time management practices have skyrocketed. Thus, my excitement about sharing this conversation. So with that, I give you the founder and CEO of Punkt Design, Petter Nebbi. So first of all, Petter Nebbi, where are you calling from right now? Florence in Italy. Beautiful. I had a friend about four years ago. I was just telling him how I was just so over my smartphone. I had this internal subconscious stress that just overtook me every time I looked at that screen. He said, well, actually, you should take a look at this company. And he sent me to the Punked website. And immediately I said, when can I get this? I've become a huge believer in punked design. I just would love to hear from you, Petter. What is punked design? And what was the flash in the pan where you said, you know what? This is the concern and this is how I want to extend an invitation to the world to unplug. Well, it's, it's, you know, I had the experience that you had four years ago already in 2006 um, time around that. Probably I had it before then, but that's when the moment came. Um, and it's a combination of myself and my stepdaughter at that time living here. Um, and that was, you know, there was, you know, that was my space time for her. Um, not, you know... Uh, but it was just this over-connectivity and this, well, conversation around a table that, you know, he, she needed to have her whatever pre-iPhone uh, smartphone on the, on the table. Um, and that would be an endless conversation every, every time. So that's kind of context. But of, of course, you know, I'm, I am an entrepreneur and I have too many, I do too many things. Uh, and... Uh, Blackberry kind of is, you know, for those that do have a lot of things going, uh, you know, your email client is kind of as as difficult as any social media. Um, uh, and uh, I think, where, so it was more, you know, when you start to, when it starts to dawn on you that, well, it's easier to look at others, uh, look at yourself, you know, of course, and then you come to that. And I think, you know, the, the really... The real problem really is, you know, with a smartphone is that it doesn't help, you know, it doesn't enable you to choose where you will want to be, meaning that uh, because it just comes to you, right? And it's push, it's push rather than pull. So, um, so that kind of experience where, you know, even if, let's say you were good at not working in the weekend, but you still, you know, switching off your phone Friday late evening before going to bed, there would be the three emails coming in and you can't resist because you're a human being. And uh, those three last emails, most probably two of them are really bad news. And, but you can't resist still and you will take them and you will bring them into your bedroom into your night, which is, you know, anyone can tell you that's, that's a quite stupid thing to do. And so, yeah, and again, you know, then you're a modern family, your child goes playing football and... You need to have your phone with you and it sits there in your, on Saturday and you pick it up because you might want to check if someone tried to call you when you're out of reach or wherever and here you go again. So yeah, all of these, you know, these all natural, um, uh, you know, very unnatural uh, exposure to things that you are not in control of, I think, is kind of what happened at that time, right? So... Uh, that's kind of the, the backdrop of why Punkt and therefore at that time, 
until then, I never had done anything physical of delivery of company. It's always been software since '96. Uh, and uh, however, you know, um, I always worked around design. Uh, I had my one of my first startups was delivered a lot of technology to help in the B2B space for design manufacturers. So, uh, and um, uh, so at that time, you know, I started to look at it and I just kind of, what I, well, what I decided is that it would be great to create a consumer electronics brand, uh, not knowing really how far I could go, but I, actually what I found out is that it was so hard to get a proper alarm clock uh, what I mean by alarm clock is, uh, is really a, a alarm clock that only do one thing is to wake you up earlier than you naturally would do. Uh, and, um, and so as little as intrusive as possible. So that was really the starting point. We're saying, you know, on top of this, people use their phones, even though we only at that time knew how subconsciously we relate to a phone as an object and that object represents something that we relate to even in our sleep. Uh, so uh, I actually started by saying, well, let me make an alarm clock that is just doing that and nothing else. Uh, beautifully designed by Jasper Morrison. And, and uh, let's start from there. And that's how the journey started really. Uh, of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I am ambitious and I always, you know, saw the world as my market. And then, you know, from there, you know, you started to continue, well, you continued on the journey. And uh, I think, you know, from in the beginning, let's say it was more of a cute little Swiss brand with a famous designer. Um, but then when I think really the, what the ethos of Spunt was about came well through when we launched the the first mobile phone, which was a 2G phone in 2015, um, uh, where where kind of punk became more punk and what it stood for than let's say the brand that Jasper Morrison designs products for. Mm. So that was kind of the that phase when you know we understood that there is actually a market for what we do, and uh, there are actually quite many people there's quite a lot of resonance even ha however i would say that when we did that in 2015 and we had a really brilliant uh it wasn't first page but actually well it was on the website first of the guardian and it said drop your smartphone stupid um that was really good but at that time you know i would say nine out of ten did not understand that uh-huh um when we launched the mpo2 Three years later, I would say it was reversed. Nine out of ten understood that. Fascinating. So it's quite kind of extreme how the whole thing has been changing. And yeah, in a way, we've been ahead of that for a long time. And this is just, you know, being broader and, you know, better understood within different layer of society for now enormously much more whether it is and it's it's funny also it's it's in every corner of the globe it's not that just we sit here you in la and me and florence and we are so intelligent is that you know people are smart <laughs> elsewhere as well and so when i launched the mpo one i you know i had radio interviews any corner of the globe you know from chile to venezuela to philippines to Japan, all and all the normal stuff right so uh, it is, you know, that, that awareness and, and what to do question um, mm. is quite, you know, democratic in a way. Uh, and then it's a matter of how much willingness or what are ready to, to take on to make a change, really. Because it's not really that difficult. It's just to do it. Exactly. Well, and I think that that pattern is why I was instantly taken with your philosophy. And so I think the big thing for me of why I'm so gripped with what you are inviting the world to is an invitation to just breathe and be, be present and see what might present to one's imagination if they just 
had nothing but something that would be functional and not a distraction. What do you think is the clearest way to communicate how people aren't missing out on anything, but that perhaps what they ultimately want to accomplish actually gets done faster and better? Well, I mean, it's, it's very simple. Listen, uh, thank you for, you know, I mean, just for, on the, the previous, what you said, you know, any creative person is a, know the fact that is you, if you are going to find anything creative to, to do or in apply to whatever means, media is, is really that you have to be impressive. You know? I mean, if you, you know, people have many techniques, but anyone can tell you that. And that, whether it's you're, you know, academically trying to solve a, you know, quantum physics problem or wanting to uh, create something beautiful for your eyes, it's really tremendously, that's where you have to be, you know. So it's really this moment of presence. And that's really what it is, you know. It's this intentionality of what we do is really to, um, um, it is really about making sure that we have no layers between us and where we are, right? That's good. And that's the essence of being human, I think. And it's, you know, the, the texture of being human is really the presence of physical, your physical presence and your surroundings. And that, of course, goes, and that can lead easily into your next, you know, actual question is that, you know, the, um, we are social creatures. We know that clearly well, quite well. And we know when, you know, what makes us feel good and, uh, uh, and it is when we encounter people, it can be the barman, it can be the, your best friend, it doesn't matter, but it's just this real people meetings and yes. the next best thing, but if you can't meet them in, in person, is actually to talk. Um, and and I, I'm not saying, I don't think necessarily a video conference is better than actually I find actually conversations just, it's so um, incredibly um, uh, strong in delivering the message or actually delivering across the sentiment of where you are, right? Because mm. even without the visual side, um, if we were to just talk, you would, you would of course monitor, you know, how I say things, uh, et cetera. And these are these, things of being human beings. And, and I think what has happened is that our technologies have become this dashboard of trying to present the best of ourselves. You know, yes, you can do spell checking or you can do all of these things and you will certainly do some photoshopping, etc. And we all are so occupied with that rather than allowing ourselves to be, you know, sincerely comfortable with ourselves and exposing ourselves because it's only when you expose yourself that something comes back truly to you mm. if, and, uh, and exposing yourself has implications because it's quite you know somewhere sometimes quite, quite difficult right vulnerability of course and that is an essential part of being a human being the the vulnerability we can't pretend so what now what has happened in the past uh, you know, let's call it 15 years, is that uh, when whatever age group is that we have created these layers in between us and the world um, where we hide our vulnerability. And I actually, seriously, you will see people that call themselves each other friends, but they have never been exposing their vulnerability to each other. And that's very, very dangerous. So, I think in all, you know, the intentionality of, for me, where we sit now with, with, with Pontus really, my strongest fear is not about artificial intelligence. It's really the opposite, the other way around. It's, uh, you know, intelligence as us becoming artificial. And that's, that's really where we sit here. We are actually, you know, well, now a little bit less because it's been a little bit tamed because maybe Silicon Valley has understood that they can't, you know, sell that utopian dream any longer, at least far-reaching as it used to be two years ago. But the fact is that, you know, uh, these things are happening, machine learnings are happening, but that doesn't take away this great importance of uh, being a human 
and uh, and but it will it can do if we continue as we do. So mm. without being humans, uh, meaning that you know if we are continuing through these filters between each other, we are not connecting and we are losing these strings that hold society together at a very sociological level. You know you can see that that's what we're you know that's what we are encountering. Uh, whether it's election time or in general, that we have this, uh, we have, we have uh, detached ourselves from connectivity between real human uh, humans, and that those real human connect connections are really on the positive, but as equally as the, on the negative side. But the overall, if you are willing to do that, the outcome is tremendous if you expose truly who you are. And that's also this gratification. I mean, when you meet someone, you don't even, you know, you go to the bar and, you know, you meet someone there and they, you know, tell you something that maybe it's, you know, they tell, and you can immediately feel whether it's something that they make up or if it's something sincere to them. And mm -hmm. it's an enormous gratification only to be uh, chosen by that person that they wanted to expose it to you. Maybe sometimes you're not... Uh, in positional time for that and you might close it off but just that meeting creates a connectivity that you know makes you want to you know celebrate humanity and I think it's all all of these things sits together no? oh and, yeah and, and I mean I know and of course we know that people that are aware of the the, the, the uh, caveat of what they are offering um you know, people are aware of that. They will make sure that their children are not exposed to it too early, etc. I mean, we know that for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, and um, which is, you know, one should be, you know, that should explain a lot when the drug dealer will not take his own uh, boost uh, and will not give it to his family, etc. Well, that's another thing. So, well, the, the, the bridge to your question, well, I think, yeah, so the conversation, so, for me, you know, uh, if you, well, when we did MPO one, um, you could see the immediate buyer would be actually businessmen and professionals in London and New York, because they, they didn't need to understand, you know, be told about the philosophy, etc. They just wanted to have a phone and to call them and tell you know what the shit is going on, right? Uh, and that message just gets through, you know, and. I, you know, I can see that even within Pooh today, you know, so where are we with that project? Well, the guy never replies. Did you call him? Ooh, I love it. You know, and that's, you know, do you know, do you have something to say? You know, say yes. it. Right? That's so good. So, so these are just, and these are, you know, and that's a common sense thing that we have losing here. Now, let's bring some common sense back into the conversation as well. And let's make sure that solutionism as the Silicon Valley things of it cannot be one solution for all. You know, right. our solutionism approaches two things that can be done better by computers, but let's not make that drive humanity. And that's really the difference. So it's so again, I, it's always about you know, this is no, this is no uh, wanting to return to the Middle Ages. This is all about putting technology in its right place. You know, we. We sit here, you're in LA, I'm in Florence, and we use technology and we meet each other. Oh, great, fantastic, you know. Sure. COVID, all of this, you know, so many of us can actually do our work, you know, enormously fantastic. I wouldn't choose, you know, uh, you know I would not go, want to go back to anything before that on that side. But we have to be a little bit more conscious about our choices. And I find it so surprising how difficult people find just what I would call compartmentalize their lives, right? So yeah. once you have this uh, one-for-all convenience store in your pocket, which is, you know, seriously, maybe now it's a very, very good camera for some reason, but basically, you know, there are means to do things better in a better way, even with computing, but now everyone just prefers the 7-Eleven rather than, you know, to just to eat anything they need from morning to night. And I, it's kind of weird. I find, I find this, but that's a convenience thing. It's a convenience driver, which is very, very dangerous. And 
and uh, and uh, that's yeah, it's a little bit shocking actually. I, I was I, maybe it was I was a little bit naive, but I tend not to go to Seven Eleven for my for my groceries anyway. <laughs> Upon further investigation, I have the suspicion that there are a lot more that are ripe and ready to say, okay, I get it. Now, practically, how do I do this? I mean, so it's, it's so important when you make products like we do is to understand the context of where it sits, right? So yeah. um, as an example, you know, let's say you can call this a intentional tech or digital minimalism, whatever you want to categorizes us is you know the intention is to put this lifeline on into your life that you can you know uh, uh, browse around as a human being uh, as a modern human being we have these certain dependencies and you know to be disturbed by someone because they have your number uh, it's actually not bad to be disturbed by that person you know whether that is your parent or your child or your friend if you're really busy you would just say sorry i can't call right now uh, and that should not uh, disturb you from where you are at the moment um, and so this just make sure that you have that tool in your you know in your surroundings and just a tool set that just that is a hammer and you're that's what you need uh, and then of course understanding that what what does it happen when you you know, say take that SIM card away from your smartphone or whatever. Of course, it is that dependency. And of course, the world now, you know, we are for good and bad. We move everything online. So whether you want to buy a ticket or you want to uh, be able to collaborate for some final stage of your project, you know, you need to go in there. But again, you don't want to do anything that is important to you on your smartphone, really, because you know the real estate space is so small, and we everyone in that would probably uh, you know listen to us is that we all have a laptop or a computer, which is ten times better, whether it is typing or looking at what you are looking at, etc., etc. So again, the MPO two comes into that context where there is a you know on average when we launch it. There were 4.5 connected devices in the United States per, per person. So it sits there, right? It's not that it, it's only that phone and there's right. nothing else. Right. So, of course, that's how we think about products is that it's, it cannot, you know, do everything. It, can only, it should be doing what it should be good at doing. And then how, what do you, what happens, such as taking the SIM card, okay, MPO2 needs to ensure that one can now and then tether and get the shit done on the other devices, right? Yeah. So, and this, of course, this is a, you know, there are many, many nuances and there are many, let's say, I, I like to think that it should not be one shoe fits all. And I don't believe that MPO2 necessarily is the best for everyone. I mean, you could, some are so disciplined 0.1% of the, our population that they can just go on uh, go on the airplane mode and have their smartphone in their pocket for a full day, etc., etc., or whatever. Um, but most people are not. So we just create uh, these with the intention to help ourselves creating these spaces so that we can wander between those as human beings. <laughs> And so that would be, that would be, you know, um, and that's, it's really, and it is not, this is think, quite one-on-one -on -one psychology, isn't it? That, you know, okay, in a perfect world, you almost would want to have one machine for every task you're doing. Okay, then, you know, one printer that also scans and faxes or whatever it does, you know, that makes sense. But however, our minds still work like that. And we are, you know, we are pretending to be so incredibly advanced, but we, we are not we didn't catch up at all with the technologies around us. We just, you know, our mind is wired completely differently. So, so our nature is to create compartments. I'm here, I'm working, I'm in my office. That's what I do here. I don't play around. I don't, you know, I sit and yodel. I don't do that. I work here. When I leave my office, I'm not working. You know, 
thankfully, I can do that. And I, you know, on now in COVID, of course, it's a little bit different sure. and difficult. But I, whatever you do, however big space you have, create a bloody corner. That's your work area. When you leave that corner, you're not working. And by doing that, you will be 100 times more productive. Everyone can tell you that. And don't pretend it's not like that because it's like that, right? And just create, okay, maybe do three-hour stunts, three-hour work, three-hour off, three, whatever you find out for yourself, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's so darn simple. And of course, the, the bad news is that there's no transactional value here for any company to propose that. Sure. So, uh, so it's not going to be in the fore of any media coverage that's, hey, listen, just you know, make sure that they make use of whatever you have around you and just create those spaces because you're going to be more happy, more productive, etc., uh, etc. Et and also what I hear you saying, Petter, is something that just confirms to me just the brilliance of philosophy and design of punked because there's not like you said there's not a one-size-fits-all like solution you don't have like a list of instructions like how to use your mpo to, you know it's, it's not like that but everyone can look at their own life and what it demands of them and see how it can incorporate itself into their flow for example i know a ton of people who travel a lot wonder okay but what do i do about Lyft and Uber. And, and so what I've done, when I know I'm traveling to New York City or wherever, I literally pop the SIM card, bing, out of my punks and put it in my iPhone. And all of a sudden, immediately, I can jump on a, on a Lyft or an Uber. I can pop it back out, bing, I'm back to my punks and that's how it works. So, there, you know, there are many ways if you, you know, it all depends on your wants, right? If you want to, and you want to stay with that, you will find a solution to all of this. You know, on these, there are some of these practicalities that I find interesting to try to find a better solution than just popping the SIM and depending on, uh, let's say, a smartphone. Uh, you know, there, I, I'm still so old-fashioned that I take the ta cab, cab when I arrive in New York. Um, or I call... Uh, or since I arrive, I will call the hotel and ask maybe if they have a car that can pick me up. Uh, well, in New York, it's easy because when you're out there, you just lift your hand and they're stinking, rotten taxis, but they're still, it's, it's still part of the experience of New York, right? In my world, why don't they just cost as a taxi and compete on that, those grounds? And I'm pretty sure I would have developed a Uber uber application here so again just to round the circle is to say that if i would you know we are we will launch something now for our mpo2 enthusiasts and there's no strings attached there is more to the mpo2 within the periphery of what it should be doing and we will deliver that to you very soon and we will do that also going forward because this is for us, the MPO2 is the concept for that kind of object, and we are not we're not expecting to release the MPO3 in the before the 4G is out of play, and I, that will probably take at least seven years. So there's no reason, there's no new version. It's just MPO2. We will just keep continue to improve it by how it operates, but also possibly to find services in certain areas that actually is makes sense so mm -hmm. i would say as i said an uber service that actually had ethics uh solid ethics that would be a you know a valid service for all of us yeah i agree this is another thing about this phone think about how many millions of dollars like maybe billions of dollars companies have made on repairing iphone screens this is like a brick you can't break it you can't break it. And no, it's no. going to last me forever. The battery is incredible. The clarity is incredible. I love pushing the buttons. This phone gives me joy. I think it started in a way by the fact that uh, we wanted to share um, how uh, some writers had touched upon the same topic as we are busy trying to um, gospel. And, and, and we just found, well, why don't we just 
start to review them because books are enormously uh, important to all of us that work there, work in Punkt. And, and the fact that that should be one of those great uh, qualities of, of being a Punktian is to have time, have a time for reading. And that is very, you know, um, it's something that we believe strongly is, is of great quality and, you know, should be, re people should be reminded of that. So it on one side, it promotes um, uh, writing that we believe is important to be aware of. Uh, and on the other side, it promotes the fact of reading uh, as, a, as, a, as a nice lesser uh, and should not, you know, uh, you don't need to charge it, you know, you know, you, you know, it has all these forgotten elements, not only uh, the, the fact that, you know, what you will take in and how you could find back to it. It's tremendously more practical. Uh, but the fact that you are completely independent, I think there is a lot of this, I think it's about autonomy. I think it's an underlying, um, underlying um, layer of what we want to uh, people to reach. Uh, it's it, autonomy in the sense of a perception of autonomy. Uh, mm -hmm. A perception of autonomy is more important than autonomy itself because we are human beings and we need other people. Yes. But the, the understanding, and I think in America, the good example is the Walden. I mean, everyone in America thinks that he you know, he, he, uh, Thoreau, he, you know, he's away from all the people and he's sitting there in his cabin and he's fishing and is doing what? But the fact is that Walden, he just, you know, Thoreau, he just sits there in his cabin, which is only 45 minutes walk from the, the nearest town, right? It is, it's kind of off, but it's very much on as well. So that is a very nice image, I think. Um, I love it. It relates to that, you know, Yes, you can be fishing and you can kind of do things. And if you need a fork, maybe you just go and get a pen and, you know, do it that day. But maybe later you go into town to serve it. And that is a sense of, you know, what, what, we, what everyone reads, the romantic side of the, of the world is that what we all feel strongly is this kind of this sense of autonomy in, in the character sitting there. And, and I think that's it would help, you know, that sense of autonomy is something that is built in us as human beings. Um, and, and again, emphasizing that actually it's the sense of autonomy means that you can understand how to kind of survive, but mm. it doesn't mean that you have to only be doing that. You just have a sense of what is that direction. Okay, so if the world would collapse today in my little wooden house, you know, I know where to get the fish. I know which leaves, you know, uh, yeah. eat. I know how I can survive on ants for three days, etc., etc. Yes, that is a tremendously strong sense of um, of autonomy that thereby will help you tremendously to meet that busy world that we all live in today. Um, this autonomy, I think that's, yes, the book do not need to be charged. And so that, you know, bringing that book with you into the wooden hut, um, you know, you would not have, you know, do I have a charger or is there enough sun uh, to charge on the phone, etc. Uh, you know, you just have something that you can explore. You can do it upside down. You can do all this and you are in, you're completely uh, independent from any other people's service, uh, which is fantastic. And that's, fantastic. you know, uh, when we also launched MPO2, did you get a pen when you pre-bought it? I did. Yeah. Yes. And that's the, that's the other, right? That's the other aspect that, you know, um, when I take notes, I do them on paper and pen. The fact is that we know that, and any neuro neurologist will tell you that, that, um, yes. uh, you know, we, uh, we think that memory is our, this brain, but memory is, every single piece of us so when you write when we write we actually you know it's a part of memorizing so when you actually write them down you know for a fact that you you will remember them right there's something about a pen and a pencil and paper and then you see you know any creative person whether he's a mathematician or maybe a 
you know, a machine learning specialist or a designer or a writer, and, you know, they will always have pen and paper, at least to sketch off their thoughts. Yes, that autonomy is actually a way to ironically recharge oneself without well, having to plug anything in. It's fundamental for you to be capable of reconnecting, actually. I mean, that is, that is why it's all, you know, it sounds like the opposite, but that is also how you then, with comfort with yourself, can confront the world around you if you have the sense of autonomy. And that's, you know, again, that's how you can interact with a guy in a bar or in the taxi driver or someone sitting at the bench if you wanted to, right? Sure. Because you have that sense of autonomy uh, or have experienced that. And, yeah. and I think, you know, you will see, let's say, outdoor life has the same kind of aspects. People, you know, there are lots more people going outdoor, uh, sleeping out, camping, etc. These are all these aspects, you know, take three days, live in a tent. Okay, you brought all the things, but you have, again, you have a sense of, well, you're here, you're managing all of this, and you're independent from whatever, even rain or sun or whatever comes. You kind of have prepared yourself and you have that. When you come back, then you kind of have a much stronger sense of being, and therefore, you know, you most probably you see everything half full than rather than half empty. Uh, you want to search for that. So yes, these, these things sit together. And if you think of the MPO2, actually, the MPO2, you know, it should be just on your way to trying to not have it at all and only use, have it in your pocket when you need to, whether you have that call, phone call that needs to reach you or you have your mother being sick, etc. But mm. in general, the intention of the phone is actually that, well, you know, the next stage is maybe keep it at home more than you did, yes. and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and we'll make use of it at certain times and not always. So, um, and that's, you know, it's funny, you know, you can talk to people and ask, you know, just, well, why are you on your phone all the time? Well, it's called phone, actually it's a computer. People just, you know, can't answer that, right? And maybe the first, oh, it's so cool to watch something. But um, if you then ask them, well, doesn't it make you feel good, et cetera, et cetera, you know? Yeah. You will not have a very convincing answer. And, and everyone knows that, yeah. uh, at least now. Uh, and and um, so, so let's, yeah, let's put technology in its place. I think this is a little bit kind of the overarching argument. You know, technology is great. Let's put it in its place. It's I good, love it. You know, it's great to have a car when you need yeah. to have use a car. Use yeah. your feet or, you know, etc. cetera. Um, when I was reading uh, Sachs, the good old neurologist, uh, he was some, some, some stories, sort, just some stories he published post-mortem. Um, and uh, and uh, he also mentioned something about he had never encountered more effective, positive, effective um, uh, medicine uh, other than chemical medicine than music and nature. Or he, mm. he said music and, and uh, uh, music as in arts and nature as in, he, well, he actually used the word parks and then uh, nature in, 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 in parentheses. So why are they so effective on people that have, are unstable or they have wrong wired their uh, neurosystems? It's the fact that, again, if you are aware of that you are a, very, very complicated human being, uh, that there is something much deeper in you that sits there. And you probably not, are not so aware of them, but when you encounter certain things that just give you that joy, yes. right? Yeah. And that, you know, arts do that, you know, yeah. arts do that, you know. And music is probably the most accessible of the arts, right? And, but nature, I think everyone, you know, anyone, if you just take anyone from New York State in, you know, on Manhattan and you just bring them into Vermont in a beautiful set, you know, just nature. It can be even just, you know, you know whatever. It, nature is never ugly when it's nature itself, right? Right. When yeah. you encounter that, no person, even if they've never been out of Manhattan, hmm. they will 
everyone will understand when they encounter that and they will enrich, be enriched by that. So it's, it's funny that um, we now think that YouTube videos or Instagram messages kind of can replace these elements that are so tremendously important to the sense of joy uh, yeah. and being full. Yes. Um, but that's where we are. And, um, that's where we are. I read an article on your website about kind of comparing the 20s, 1920s to the 2020s and just a lot of similarities of, you know, the surge of technology and connectivity and advancement even in the 1920s and how there are a lot of parallels to now and listed are a short list of some New Year's resolutions, if you will. And the last one is just the way it's, it just says, and above all, reject the stampede. Well, it's it just, you know, for me, it is consciousness about now. And, and that's, well, I think everything we've been talking about so far should answer why you should reject that. Uh, yeah. and I hope that comes across. Um, it almost sounds thereby like this strong individualism it is really the opposite so yes it is um to to unclutter to make sure that it's actually a, a social you know the awareness of who you are in a bigger piece of us being humans yes. and and only it. then uh, only then can we continue to evolve and we are doing that we're doing you know two steps forward and one back and let's continue to do that in the right way. So uh, uh, do reject the stampede. Rejecting that stampede mentality actually gives us more ability to take a deep breath and actually validate what people are saying. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and it's really noise at the arm's length, right? Mm. Just, uh, how can you be present if there is so much noise around you? Yeah. It's impossible. So push it at arm's length, look, have a look at it, uh, and, and make your own opinion. Uh, and uh, and uh, that's what it's really, and that's when, and that's just, you know, remember also, we, we almost have, we don't have, you know, we are almost like on Ireland where they, they, they you know, remember the uh, uh, tremendous uh, disaster in Ireland when, they used to have, I think, a variety of hundreds of different potatoes. Um, mm. They basically survived on. And then, uh, you know, we create, they created this understanding that there were three varieties that actually the people wanted. Now, when, mm. when the virus came in, or no, it was a fungi uh, that basically wiped out the whole production. This centralization of of a tremendously fundamental aspect of living is to feed. Uh, yes. And uh, someone came up with the idea that let's make just them all the same. And that just wiped out uh, Ireland as it used to be at that time. Um, now, fragmentation is extremely important. And we mm -hmm. are talking about it in Amazonas. We are very good at talking about it in places that are far from us. You know? Let's make right. sure that uh, uh, in Brazil they take care of the rainforest and we are happily you know, chipping in some money to help make sure that happens. But that fragmentation is us as human beings as well. So yeah. if we, and that's why that noise needs to be at arm's length because only if we have these multiple nodes of thoughts, we mm. know how to also overcome future uh, challenges. And let's say so for me, is about that so with the current status of big tech and how the, our dependencies have been allowed to be locked in with that which is mm. the first in a you know in our human history really i mean we're talking about a, except for china where they have their own little companies there it's the same thing but we are basically dependent on very few technology companies without any democratic position to make a decision on them. So we have allowed them to kind of completely manage our digital life that now unfortunately has become more uh, frequent than our real lives. 
And, right. uh, and that's really what I think is now needs to happen is to unshackle that a little bit and make yeah. sure that the intention of the internet, which is a fantastic uh, uh, service for, for human, humankind really, um, we just need to make sure that it, hap- it will be happening in the right way, uh, whether that is about privacy, you know, the ownership of your data, um, and what services are should be doing and not be doing, you know, the completely blank check on, on who drives the conversation is not acceptable. And therefore, it can only happen if we have a fragmented uh, viewpoint on society and we allow bits and pieces to live and not only one system. And right. that, because that one system would become easily that potato issue in, in Ireland where if, you know, if that breaks, um, we will have, uh, I don't know, let's not go to Mars, but let's just right. make sure that we can go to our back garden and survive there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, a little bit off the, off the rails here, but... Uh, nah, that's so, good. So it's fragment there. Yeah, so it is about independent thought, but being, you know, understanding that it sits together with so many others because we are um, social animals and we depend on others. Where are you in terms of your hopes and why do you keep doing this? Well, it is the pride and joy of, of my company's point. Uh, you know, we, we are very excited now. So one of those things is that um, we have built Punkt to not be dependent upon forcing new product releases. Um, and that's, I'm very proud of that. And we, we are proud of that. So um, that means that we don't deliver because we need to, because we need to have some more additional revenue or we don't have a venture capitalist that expects to be, become even richer. We just created this because we want to deliver the message which we strongly believe in, uh, and uh, through that message, deliver these tools uh, that should be just improving as much as possible. So we now, uh, we are just at the end of the year, we are releasing, as I said, uh, some further service onto the MPO2 uh, that we would hope any MPO2 user uh, will find very intentional and and valuable to them. Um, Mm. And that's where we are. We are... You know, there's, so there's a lot of more software coming around us uh, as we go into the next year. Uh, it's all on the same topic, a uh, little bit more complex as an organization in terms of um, the delivery of that. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, what, you know for, for, two, for next year, there will be more in bits and pieces coming to anyone that has taken that leap of faith and into our product and we receive some nuggets of things that just to continuously make that experience just uh, better so it's easier to to live a uh, Putin life Um, and um, and I think yeah that's what we just we are sitting in in the midst of today and I think that's yeah, it excites us to yeah no so so that next thing just before Christmas a small Christmas token to our friends and around the world uh, to deliver that small thing that we've been working very hard for uh, on our side for a year now um, uh, we are very keen to see how people will find that uh, and we are not concerned that it's off. Uh, outside of, of its core, we just wanted to see how much it is kind of appreciated. I think just as a token of, of gratitude for our our friends and and customers. Um, that's so that's something that we you know we wanted to see how that that reacts. And then let's see what that will what will come afterwards. Uh, mm. And and that's really something that we you know slowly are maybe less shy about is to connect with our users. We, we try to be a little bit kind of not interrupting, but we, we are inviting more and more um, uh, people around us to, 
you know, uh, connect with us uh, other than just, you know, uh, just a short message, but a more of a dialogue. And I, I want to try to find that format next year, how, how we can sit with that without becoming intrusive or anyone's lives and, and being able to be um, on that and not just tapping in and out, but just making sure it's a natural flow of, of, of conversations with our clients and our, well, our customers and, and friends, uh, uh, etc. So I think that's also another piece for next year that I'm very excited about how to find that balance and make sure that it's pe people feel well within that and not neglected on one side and not, you know, not making it uh, non-manageable. That's going to be mm -hmm. tricky. So there's something there. Um, we will, uh, you know, I think we will, you will see more. On, well, I know you will see more. On, um, we, we still find it uh, interesting that, you know, people had to uh, understand uh, through uh, books about why sleep is important. Uh, that uh, uh, that uh, only then they understood the importance of a good old alarm clock. So we hope to be able to deliver more on that. Uh, and we will, you know, we will not, there will be no enormous candies, but just everything, just trying to improve small bits and pieces as we go on the fronts that we already touched upon on that front as well. So, yeah, we continue, we are here, and uh, we, will, we will be here for a long time, um, because thankfully we have a lot of people that um, care for what we do, and, and uh, that's really, uh, that's really helpful as you meet challenges as we all do in professional life. The website is uh, punkt.ch. So we are a Swiss company uh, and CH is the domain name in Switzerland. So, uh, yeah. Well, on that note, Petter, Nebi, I just am so thankful for your time. And I'm so thankful for Punk's design and all you're doing. And I'm really excited that we had this conversation. And I'm super excited for the future of everything that Punk is doing. And I think there's an invitation for more productivity, more presence, and more being with ourselves, and then a richer being with other people. So thank you so much, Petter, for your time and for everything Punk is doing. Thank you so much, Ben. Discon you know, disconnect to reconnect. That's the message of the day. Thank you so much, Ben. We need people like you, so uh, we will connect again. Absolutely, Petter, and peace to you. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Okay. Have a lovely day. Thanks, you too. Thanks for listening, everyone. To learn more about Punk Design and to order a Punk mobile phone or any other Punk Designs products to help you adopt healthier habits for a less distracted life, visit their website at punkt.ch, P-U-N-K-T dot C-H, and spread the word. Also, you can visit my website, knittedheart.com, to hear previous episodes, investigate further resources, and hear more about my ongoing work as a filmmaker. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with your friends. This is the best way to spread the good word, which allows me to constantly broaden my reach with future episodes. Peace to you until then, and bye-bye for now.